0: ELC Radio. All right, all you Hoop fans, it's time to dust off those sneakers and get ready for the sixth annual ELC Summer Basketball League. Beginning Sunday, June 2nd, and Monday, June 3rd at James Rudder Middle School, tryouts begin for all youth between the ages of 12 and 18, featuring the half-court shot competition for $500. For more information about volunteering, visit the Elevate Life Church Sacramento Facebook page, or stop by the info table during church services on Sunday. The 6th Annual Elevate Life Church Summer Basketball League. Let's do this, ELC! Love God, lift others. (laughs) Elevate Life Church. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy another elevated message. Here's Senior Pastor Sergio Lamon. a series called Made in His Image, and this is something that we go, yeah, we all know we're made in His image, but I want to really break this down a little more because, you know, the the number one reason why people backslide or can't get free from addictions or stay in their old lifestyles is because they have identity issues. Because once you get a God-given revelation about who you are, right living then begins to be easy. It's 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 not a, a strain to live right. It begins to just be a byproduct. The same way a, a animal, take a dog for instance, it doesn't have to struggle to bark. It just it's in him. So he barks and he wags his tail and does things like that because it's this identity. And when we find we find when we connect people to their identity that the right things, when they when they finally get that revelation or that light bulb goes off then they can really experience the life they're supposed to have. See, some of us can't leave the club because you don't know who you are. See, some of us can't break sex addictions because we don't know who we are. We're still living in a a dual identity like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm I'm this person. But let me tell you something. When you come in contact with who you've really been created to be, your true nature gets revealed and and then you're going to start to see your life change. So that's why we're taking time to go over what seems to be a basic elementary teaching. but Because you can know this in your head, but not know it in your heart. And what you know in your head doesn't change much until it gets in your heart. Jesus said, they that believe in their heart shall be saved. He didn't say they that believe in their head, right? How many of us know people that believe in Jesus Christ, but they're not here today? Or they're not serving the Lord? The Bible even says this demons know Jesus died on the cross, but we know they have no place in heaven. Okay, so it's not about a head knowledge. It's about a heart knowledge. So we're taking some time to go through the scriptures here and identify and connect ourselves with who we are. So let's go back way to the beginning. Let's look at look at here. It says Genesis one says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Keep going. So God created man in his own image. Now, that word man there is the same as human or humankind. And it says here, in the image of God, he created him male and female. So in the image of God, he created humans, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. All right, let's pray. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence today. And we're so grateful for the power of the word of God in our lives. We ask right now, Lord God, that every distraction, everything out there, Lord God, that the enemy would try to bring uh, uh, as a distraction from us hearing the word today. We ask in Jesus name that that thing would be bound. And we ask, Lord God, that you would have your way in this place. We thank you for the anointing to preach and pull down today. I pray that, Father, the spirit of revelation would be here for people to realize who they truly are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So we're made in his image. Now, you've got to understand and you've got to make a distinction here, uh, uh, and and most of you have and maybe some of you haven't. We've got to make a distinction here that we come from God. Can I get an amen on that? It's what the Bible says. It's what the Bible says, and science, here we go, science has not even been able to disprove that fact. What we're taught in schools is theories, the theory of evolution, the theory of the Big Bang. So science cannot dispute that we come from God. Can I get an amen on that? But we know as believers in God's word that God's word tells us we come from him. And the Bible talks about in this thing that you and I are made in his image. So what does God look like? He looks like us. Or we should say, we look like him. Now, why is this so important? We talked about this a few weeks ago. This is so important because Satan is working overtime to get you to despise who you are we're in a generation right now where where there's there's there's, you know, they, they call it gender equality. And and, you know, there's they want to get rid of the genders and and all these things. But let me just tell you something. Embrace your gender. If you're a man. Oh, come on, somebody be a man. If you're a woman, rock that. Amen. Embrace your femininity. Women are amazing. My wife preached a message uh, just a couple weeks back, and I think she's going to finish it up in a couple weeks here, about the importance of a woman. We say this all the time. In a perfect world, God looked at a perfect world and said, it is not good. we got to put a woman woman in it. And women are an improvement to to the creation of God. Can I get an amen on that? You're an improvement. There are things women do that men cannot do. So why would you listen to think that women are less than men? That's not in the Bible. Because women do some amazing things. I'm up here and, 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 and we know uh, women carry babies. Let's see a man do that. No thank you. Y'all can do that. You're good at it. Keep doing it. But guess what? A woman can't get a baby without a man's sperm. And all the men said, Don't be so creepy about it. Some of you said it weird, though. Some of you said a little weird. You can't have a baby without the man's seed. And the Bible says we've got to learn to embrace. It's not a battle of the sexes. No, we need men and we need women. Amen. And there are some incredible things that women do that men cannot do. And there are some incredible things that men do that women cannot do. So why are we fighting when the the highest order of, of mankind, you're at your best, you ready? You're at your best when men and women are working together. We're the closest to God. You want to know why? Because it says male and female are in the likeness of God. There are female components in God. There are male components in God. And that is what makes marriage so amazing. Because for for 27 years, I walked the earth just with one component of God. But when I walked down that aisle and Tina said yes to me and we got married, boom, we became in the likeness of God. The two become one. Don't let society talk you out of marriage. Don't let them. Don't let them. They're going to try to. Try to get away with it. Try to give it up. No, you don't need to get married. That's just a piece of paper. Oh, no, it ain't. It is a covenant from God's word. Now, let me tell you something. You be careful who you marry because marriage is either going to be heaven or it'll be hell. Amen. It'll be heaven or be hell. And here's the thing. Even if you marry the perfect woman. There's still going to be some challenges. Even if you marry the perfect man, there's still going to be some challenges. And you want to know why? Because you bring your challenges into the marriage. Right? You think it's them, but it's really you. Tell your neighbor, it's really me. It's really me. Ooh, that was good. Proud of y'all. I didn't think I was going to get no participation on that. So 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 we've got to understand. So this is why we've got to embrace the likeness that were are made in that image. Satan works overtime to degrade women. He works overtime to get women thinking they're only their physical appearance. Come on, ladies. When you come into the kingdom You better learn who you are. Yes, women are beautiful. They're so beautiful. That's where the name woman comes from. You know that. I've said this before. When Adam woke up from his nap and boom, Eve was there, he said, Whoa, man. Because she had hips, lips, fingertips. Come on. She's soft. It's not you know, men are rough and hard and we're, we're, we're made for what we do. Women are made to be admired. Oh, come on, somebody. But see, Satan will take that, take your strength, and he'll destroy it by creating an image where women are just using their beauty, come on, and cheapening their value. And going online and they're just shaking body parts. That's all I'll say about that. Or they're only taking pictures like this. What? That's your best side? Come on. But we laugh. That's the culture today. Culture only wants to elevate a pretty face or a beautiful body. Listen, you are so much more than that. So much more than that. You, you, you know, women are problem solvers. Look at history. Look what women have done in the last 70 years of only having uh, voting rights, of only really having rights in America. What women have done in such a short period of time that they've been empowered is amazing. Married men, you got to understand what you got. The Bible says he that has found a wife has found a good thing. Now, I know that sounds like, what you mean, thing? I think it's because she is more than just a person. I don't know, I can't prove it, but I think it's because wrapped up in her are things, our functions, our abilities. And we've got so many men that don't understand what they have, so therefore they don't treat their wife with respect because we're still living under culture. When the Bible trumps culture, can I get an amen on that? I know you were raised in Mexico. I know you're Latino. And men are here and women are over here. I know that's where you were raised. But when you come into the kingdom, the Bible doesn't say that. That's not how heaven works. So what has to happen? Culture has to bow down. Can I get an amen on that? I don't know. I don't know what culture you are, but every culture has a way. Listen, of suppressing women. That's not kingdom culture. Read the New Testament. Oh, there were some women preachers. They were, there were women that rocked with Jesus. When Jesus was being crucified, only ones around were three women. The dudes was gone. Come on, somebody. We was gone. It, 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 when Jesus was raised from the dead, who went and discovered he was there? The women. So many, so many things we've got to unpack about made in our, made in our likeness. There are cultures all around the world that elevate men above women. We've got to get free from that as believers. And women, you you know, you, you can't say, yes, women empowerment, but then you get in your car and you listen to a song where a woman is talking about herself as a sex object, and then you're talking about, yeah, women power. Well, what's up with that song? That ain't women power. That's women degrading. Are you with me today? So we've got to make a distinction. Why? Because you're made in his image. But on the other side of the coin, hello, Kingsman. I know your thea told you that all men are dogs. I know your daddy was a dog. I know your uncles are all dogs. But you just got to quit hanging out with dogs. Because all men ain't dogs. There are men that exist made in the image of God. But can I tell you where they're not? They're not in the club. They ain't in the bar. Come on. They ain't at the barbecue just pounding modelos. Come on. That's not where they're at. They're in the house of God. They're home with their wives. Come on. They're raising their kids. They're working. They got jobs. I said they got jobs. I got a little less. I got a little less. Amen. When I went to jobs. Y'all was with me until I said jobs, and it was like, oh, okay, I'm working on that, pastor, working on it. But we're made in his image. We're made in his image, and you've got to know, women, that men are an amazing, amazing creation. Women are amazing, but we've got to get back to understanding who we are. We've got to get free from what culture has taught us. We've got to get free from what experience has taught us. Maybe you were raised by a controlling mama. Maybe you were raised by a dominant mama who just always, you know, made your dad's head hang in shame. Listen, you got to get free from that mindset. You got to get into the word of God. Maybe you were abused by a father that should have loved you. Maybe you had a father that cheated on your mom. Listen, we got to get you free from that because here's the danger of it. The Bible says all fruit produces after its own kind. In a fruit is a seed. And some of you are saying things like, I'll never be like my dad. Well, guess what? Unless you get free, you're going to be just like him. I'll never have a marriage like my mom and dad. Listen, unless you deal with the fruit of that seed, you're doomed to have the same thing. And what is the seed of those things? It's making a conscious decision to not eat of that seed and eat of the seed of the word of God. Did you know the kingdom talks about the word of God being a seed that is planted in a heart, in your heart. And every Sunday, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to plant some seed in your heart. I'm trying to get this word to take root, because if it takes root, your life can change. Amen. 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 And this is why Satan don't want you coming to church. This is why I say, oh, you don't need to go to church. You don't need to go to church. No, you need to go to church. <laughs> and you need to get around the word of God. And you need to value the word of God. Right. Amen. This time is valuable. And that's why we say all the time and it's not preacher hype or anything, but your life can change today if the seed of the word can get in your heart and you can receive it. Amen. Amen. So we're made in his image. Y'all get that? Tell your neighbor I'm made in his image. Tell your other neighbor I look good. It's true. It's true. Why? Because, you know, you're made in God's image. Okay. so here's the thing we talked about a few weeks ago. The first point we made in this series It's a quick review is we are tri beings. We are tri beings, which means this. We're made spirit, soul and body. Now, it seems like a simple truth, but I really want you to get this because some of you know this in your head, but you don't know it in your heart. Remember, God said, I'm making you in my image. And what's incredible about the story that we just read is the Bible talks about God saying to God, he says this, let us make man in not my image, but our image. Who is God talking to? He's talking to himself, the father, the son, the Holy Spirit. They're sitting around and they're saying, let's make man in our image. We say, well, that's confusing. The three three are one. It's not confusing when you understand the same thing about you. You're one person with three parts. Spirit, soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, and your body, which is your flesh. And we talked about the the voices of those three things. And, And we've got to understand that's how you're made. So listen, you've got to learn to discern the voices of those three things. You have three voices every day that are going to talk to you. And like God, we've got to learn how to talk to ourselves. There's something in psychology talk to, talk, that's called self-talk. Every champion does it. you got to talk yourself in to getting in the gym. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. you got to talk yourself into that. You got to You know, because when you that alarm goes off, what are the three voices saying? The three one voice is saying, oh, you need to stay in bed. You can work out later. What voice are you going to come into agreement with? What, what voice are you going to give the amen to? Too many of us have been given the amen to that stay in bed voice. Amen. Stay in bed. You right. You right. I can work out later. You right. But we've got to learn to be like God and speak to, our, to ourselves. Yes. I don't feel like going to church, but flesh, it ain't about you. Spirit's got to drive the bus. We've got to, we've got to learn those, those three voices. So we've got to recognize who's speaking and leading your life. Okay? Now, you're three parts, so you've got to learn those three, those three voices. Some of you just are, have, have been conditioned, and this is why. Because before you come to Christ... The spirit man is dead. That's why Jesus said, you must be born again. They said, Jesus, how are we going to be born again? We can't get back into our mother's womb. He said, no, you got to be born of spirit. Because what died when Adam and Eve ate the fruit is their spirit shut down. And what they were left with is two-pronged being, the flesh and the soul, the mind, will, and emotions. But when you come into Christ, when you come to altar, we say it all the time, your spirit man is born. And that is the part that connects with God. God don't connect with your soul. He doesn't connect with your body. He connects with your spirit. That's where the Bible says that when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, he comes and he lives in your spirit. But we've got Christians ignorant to this they just walking around, making their own decisions, doing what they want to do. And folks, I got to tell you, you're made in his image. You're made a three-pronged being. And it is your responsibility to discern and put in control your spirit. Because many people live their life as a body that owns a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and has a spirit. The spirit is last. But the true alignment is we are a spirit. Check this out. The Bible is very clear that when you die, you leave this earth suit. This thing you taking selfies of every week. Come on. This thing you painting. This thing we putting Jordans on. You know, getting faded up every week. This, this is our earth suit. That's all it is. Put it this way. It's a house that allows you to exist in the earth realm. The same way, an astronaut, when he goes into space, he puts on the spacesuit. But the spacesuit is not him. he's in the spacesuit. That's you. Your spirit lives in a body. Now now what is the soul? The soul would be the same thing as a computer of your life. Whatever you download into your mind will emotions is acted out in your body, in the Earth realm. So so that's why it's so important. You put good things in there. You keep filling it with Mac Dre. Come on. You you keep filling it with 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 Cardi B. Come on. I'm not hating. I'm just saying just saying you keep putting, you know, Kardashian uh, uh, wisdom in you. And that's what life looks like. This is why we have the problem in the hood that we have. Because we're raised on ideas that we constantly put in our head that flesh out in our flesh. But what would happen if we can get you some new downloads? What would happen if we could elevate you by elevating your thinking? That's what God's trying to do. So, so we teach the word every week. Why? Because God's trying to get you fresh downloads so that you can have good behavior and good life. Are you tracking with me today? But see, if you're ignorant to the fact that you're a three-pronged being, All you're going to do many times is feed the loudest voices. And sometimes the loudest voice is the flesh. And the flesh only wants a few things. Everybody knows this? Wants to eat, sleep, have sex, and be entertained. That's it. Smile at me, folks. I just described somebody's Theo here. Yeah, that's my Theo, right? That's all he wants to do. That's all he wants to do. That's all everybody's flesh wants to do. Don't look at me so holy. Oh, not me, Pastor. I'm born again. This is why Jesus says pray. What did he say in the Lord's Prayer? Lead us not into temptation. Y'all, Jesus prayed that. You know why? Because he took his true essence, his spirit, put it in flesh, and he was like, Whoa. This suit wants to do things that aren't holy. Did you know Jesus had to keep lust at bay? That doesn't mean Jesus was lustful. It's the suit. It's this thing we're in. Jesus had to resist sinning because the suit he was in was just like yours and mine, and it wants to just eat, sleep, be entertained, and have sex. And so when they say, Jesus, how do we pray? He included, make sure you're praying that you don't get drawn into temptation because you're in an earth suit. It's always interesting when you're keeping people accountable, they want to say, oh, not me, never. I'm never going to do that. You know, I'm keeping somebody accountable and, you know, they were going out being late with the opposite sex. Young guys like, oh, you know, I was like, what time did you go? I got home at 2 a.m. I said, brother, you better be careful. Good things don't happen to Christians at 2 a.m. Oh no, Pastor, not me. See, because we don't understand the three voices, we believe our own hype. But the last time I checked, there are people more holier than me that have fallen. Check out David in the Bible. Jesus said he had a heart after God's own heart, but guess what? He was still in an earth suit. Guess what? I'm still in an earth suit. I got to be careful. I got to I got to be accountable. Good. Come on. Amen? amen. I got no guards on my phone at home. Anytime my, my wife wants can pick up that phone. Amen. Oh, I don't like what my wife. Yeah, you better get some boundaries. You got to I mean, healthy ones. You better allow yourself to be surrounded. You better get some good accountability. Why? Because I got an earth suit. And if I let this voice and if I only feed this voice to get stronger and stronger, right. are you tracking with me? It gets stronger and stronger. But what happens is we neglect the spirit. Why? Because for most of us, we've been only feeding the emotions, the mind, will, and emotions, and the flesh for all our life. Then we get saved. Now we have this spirit. It is up to you, the Bible says, to take responsibility and build up your spirit so that your spirit can have a roar, not a whimper. Amen. Your spirit should have a roar. It should be commanding you to do right, not suggesting. Some of y'all, you know, you grew up on Disney, and you you think your spirit is Jiminy Cricket. (laughs) He's just a little cricket, tells you, don't do that. Or those little cartoons, Bugs Bunny, you always have a little angel and a little little demon over here, and they just kind of tell him things. That's pretty accurate for some people's spirit, but not my spirit. And it doesn't have to be your spirit either. If you build the voice of the spirit loud, it Amen. speaks over everything. Yes. It'll tell you, go home yes. on a Friday night. It'll tell you, close the computer after 10 p.m. Yes. See, we, we always like to act like nobody watches porn, but look at the statistics in America right now porn industry makes more money than Hollywood. Okay? More downloads of porn than anything else on the internet. Anything else on the internet. Wow. Oh, no. No one's doing it here. <laughs> Listen, it's just like any other sin. It's just like anything else. It has more shame to it, obviously, and there's reasons for that. But what I'm saying is this. Building your spirit will cause that voice to be louder than the other two. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. What voice brought you to church this morning? Your spirit. And you can tell what, what voice is, is running people by their fruit. See, there's some people that can't even be consistent in their church attendance. Not that it's about that, but remember, we're getting fresh downloads. They can't, they can't be consistent in that. And there's others that are getting here at 8 a.m. Setting up, tearing down, worshiping, and then and breaking down afterwards and stuff like that. What is that? That is people that have learned certain disciplines in their spirit and to yield to that voice. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. If you're made in his image, you've got to start understanding you're a three-part being. And when you start talking to yourself, you've got to make sure that, that the spirit is the one leading the way. Your flesh will tell you to leave your wife. Your emotions will tell you to leave your husband. But what will your spirit say? What will your spirit say? You get all up in your feelings. Come on. Hello, Drake. Get all in your feelings. Your flesh will tell you, forget this dude. Forget this person. They hurt me. Forget this church. But what will your spirit say? You know what your spirit will say? Didn't Jesus forgive you of all your craziness? Freely you receive, freely give. Yeah, but they did this. And the spirit goes, no. Nope. Didn't you do some stuff to Jesus? What about when you was in the club? When you was cursing God? When you was living against his will? Did he receive you with open arms? Did he forgive you? Yes. Then you got to forgive those folks that hurt you. Can I get a good strong amen? See, that's a spirit conversation. That's a spirit conversation. And sometimes you got to talk to your emotions and say, nope, we're doing this. Amen. We have got in the American church, we've got to get back to valuing the voice of God. We say things all the time. Well, it's a it's a religion. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. Then that means in a relationship, he speaks to you. Right. That means he's going to tell you where to be, where to go, what to do and who to do it with. Can I get an amen? Amen. I remember when I, one of the most incredible things that happened in my, in my life was when I moved to Florida. And I've told you guys this uh, many times, but I, this illustrates my point. Uh, when I moved to Florida, I was. I think I was 20, 23 years old. I was already in ministry. I was pastoring in Modesto. Uh, I was not married yet. And, you know, uh, through a relationship, they invited me to come to Florida. I don't know anybody in Florida. Um, I, I didn't know anything about the place. But in prayer and as I was seeking God, he said, you need to go and you need to serve under that man and go to Florida. Well, I already had a church. Didn't know what I was going to do in Florida. They weren't offering me a position. But God said, Go. So, you know, prayed about it, sought counsel, asked people. They said, yeah, that's what God's saying. Go. So talked to my pastor. They released me to go. I left my church with somebody else and I moved to Florida. My family was like, what are you doing? Why are you going there? Who do you know there? And I didn't I couldn't answer questions. They said, you're giving up your church. That's your income. What are you going to do over there? I said, I don't know. So I go. I I move to Florida. I get a job at foot action in the mall. I go to this city called Ocala where nobody looks like me. <laughs> See, some of y'all don't know about that. It's a whole nother experience when you get around folks that don't look like you. They don't sound like you, okay? They don't like you. <laughs> and it ain't that they don't like you because, uh, because you've done something. They just don't know you, right. you know? So I get there, and I, I've told you this story before, and, and, and when I got there, guys, m- the voice of my flesh was screaming, I don't like it here. I don't like it here. People make fun of the way I talk. They don't dress like me. They don't get me. I can't get tortillas here. Uh, (laughs) I don't don't like this, you know? Uh, and, and And then you get my emotions starting to go, yeah, and don't you miss your mom and dad? And don't you miss your family and all your friends are in California? And this was my day. I would wake up just not liking it. But who was not liking it? My flesh, my mind, my will, and my emotions. But I knew one thing. God spoke to my spirit to come. So every morning I would have to get up and have a conversation like we saw in Genesis chapter chapter 2 there where I would get my mind, will, and emotions, and I would speak to it, and I would say, God called me here, we're going to be here, and we're going to like it. And I would literally walk my bedroom floor and say, I love it here. Ha ha. I love it. I love these people. I like casserole. I mean, seriously, I had to just walk and like it. And my, my flesh is like, no, you don't. My emotions are like, no, you don't. I'll be crying something. No, I love it here. Thank you, God, for bringing me here. What was I doing? Commanding my flesh, and my emotions to line up with where God had me. Some of you need to do that over your job. You're listening to the wrong voice. Did God put you there? Did God put you there? Then you don't get an option to like it or not. You make yourself like it. That's what I did. Pretty soon, it got good. So much so that 11 years later, I didn't want to leave. I loved it. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. God puts me in that environment. A year later, I meet Pastor Tina. I don't know about you, but I believe in destiny. I don't know about you, but I believe in God enough that he loves me enough that he has planned my destiny. He has planned my appointments. I believe he created Tina for me. For me. But guess what? If I would have listened to the wrong voice... If I would have listened, well, I don't like this, and, you know, I can't get some decent frijoles over here. I'm out of here. If I would have listened to that, could it be I would have missed my appointment that my heavenly Father who loves me had set up for me? Could it be? But this is why we live by God's word. Because situations are always going to change. Things are always going to happen. You got to know when you get a job, did God put you there? You, that's like I was saying earlier. Do you got to know when God put you in a church, did he put you there? Because there's always going to be things telling you to do other than your spirit. And you got to get a word. You know what has kept me married to my wife? A word from God. Because there was some day she wasn't acting right. She ain't here, so I can say this. Let me tell you. Same thing with her. She, never, we've, we've told y'all before, plenty of times we wanted to leave each other. Plenty of times. A few hours ago. No, no, no. no. <laughs> plenty of times. And if I listened to my flesh or my soul, my life would look a lot more different than it does right now. When we got to California, when we start where we came to plant this church, we were as broke as a joke, man. We didn't have nothing. Couldn't get a job every morning. My day started with my emotions, missing our family in Florida, our friends in Florida, the life I had in Florida, you know, missing that. But the same thing. But God has me here. So if God has me here, I'm not going to listen to flesh. You have to like it. Soul, mind, will and emotions get in line. We love it here. I wake up. I love Sacramento. Guess what? When I was saying that they were breaking into my van. No jokes. some I mean, of you know the story. They literally broke into my minivan five times in a three-month period. Five times. They wasn't tricked out. But, but DJ Khaled is right. They don't want you. And the they came and they broke into my minivan in front of my mom's house. Then I was over here at Rudder. I was coming by to talk to the principal to see what I can get involved in. They broke into it in the middle of the day, 3 p.m. They broke into out there. Then one day we was trying to get a break. We said, "Let's baby, let's go on a date. Let's go to the movies." We went to Center Parkway over there, uh, the movie theater there. When it came out, boom, broke the window out. Then we got a condominium in, in Elk Grove. It was a gated, a gated condominium unit where you had to have the clicker to go in and get out. I get up one morning, boom, they broke, they broke into the condominium area and broke into my van. But I have a word because I'm a three-part being. And though my flesh don't like getting robbed... Though this is crushing me emotionally that my kids are sharing a room, I got a word in my spirit. So I'm going to live by that. So soul, we're going to cry a little bit, but we're going to get over it. Flesh, this don't feel good, but I'm going to choose to obey my spirit. Are you guys tracking with me? The reason I'm saying this today is because there are some of you, you're listening to the wrong voice. You're listening to the wrong voice. You were created in the image of God. You're a three-part being. You got to stop letting your emotions rule your life. Why do you keep having sex with these jacked up men? Because your emotions tell you you need love. What does the spirit say? Remember, the spirit will always give you the word of God. The spirit will tell you save yourself for marriage. The spirit tells you adultery and fornication is not God's plan. Yeah. Yeah, but your flesh is lonely. And your, I'm I'm sorry, your emotions are lonely, and your flesh, well, that's something else, right? It's longing, amen. It's got desires. Do I need to keep going? Some of y'all looking at me. So your flesh is wanting something, your emotions is wanting something, but your spirit says wait for the God thing. You know what the problem we have in America? People listening to the wrong voices. And all the while, loving God in their heart. Loving God still can't live the thing right. It's because they don't understand how they're made. Y'all, you got a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. I'm sorry. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Let the spirit lead the way. It ain't always going to feel good. It ain't always going to make you happy at times. But the end result will bring incredible joy. Because I tell people this all the time. The struggles I've gone through, I would go through again because of the fruit it's bore. You know, it blows me away when I look around this room and I see people like Jesse that came to our church, single men, and they met their wife. Oh, come on. And they met their wife. <laughs> I see another Jack right over here holding hands with this beautiful Asian woman here. He, they didn't meet in church, but they got it right in church. Amen. Amen. You know, I look around here. I see, I see Jesse and Anai here. I see different divine appointments. Amen. Are you guys tracking with me? Yeah. Divine appointments that had I listened to my emotions, had I listened to my flesh, yeah. I'd have never got to this point. Yeah. Y'all, it's bigger than you. Yeah. You got to fight for the things God has told you you got to fight for it. Satan just wants to come. And and here's the the crazy thing. You want to know the crazy thing? It ain't even the devil. It's your fallen nature. Fallen nature. My spirit said, after I got saved, you need to, God's got a wife for you. So my spirit said, I wanted Mrs. Right, but my flesh wanted Miss Right now. Come on. (laughs) So I had to fight that battle. I had to fight that battle. I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I didn't leave Florida because I would have never met Tina and I would have never had these three incredible kids. I'd have probably had some jacked up looking kids. <laughs> you say, why you say that, Pastor? Because there's nothing like the blessing of God. Yeah, that's right. Now listen, have I done it right my entire life? No, I haven't. But those instances motivate me To stay on the track. And those instances remind me, keep your spirit strong. Pray in tongues every day. Read your Bible. Go to church. Listen to preaching. Serve others. Those things build your spirit, man. So at the end of the day, you know who's talking to you. Because your emotions will get you quitting jobs left and right. Oh, come on, somebody. You ever meet somebody that can't keep a job? That's because the wrong voices are speaking. wrong voices are speaking. You got to get some. That's why the Bible says the word of God will anchor your soul. You know what an anchor does? It keeps the boat from flying over here, floating over there, going all over the place. It'll anchor you, make you solid. There's nothing a man wants more than a solid woman. Got real quiet in this church. Nothing a woman wants than a dude that could keep a job. And all the ladies said, amen. and all the men said, amen. amen. That's my men. All right. This is what we, this is what we, this is what we need to do. So we've got to we, we, this is why I'm taking so much time on this point that I covered a few weeks ago. Because I just feel, guys, if you understand and start learning what is speaking to you, you could dominate your life. You could dominate your life. Those other voices ain't going away. You're not going to pray away your flesh. Your flesh is always going to want those things. Amen? Amen. I wish somebody would have told me that when I was coming up in the church. They made it seem like if you get just enough holy, you won't want to do wrong things. And that is just not the case. You're always going to have to wrestle with this suit. It just wants what it wants. You're always going to have to wrestle with your emotions. I don't care who you are. This is why, you know, when when, when people see preachers fall and stuff. oh, see, that ain't real. No, it's real. But he didn't learn how to keep that voice intact. Amen. That's why it's no excuse. Well, I don't serve God because preachers have fallen and stuff. No, man, that ain't no reason not to serve the most high. Come on. They messed up. So you're going to throw away your salvation, your relationship with God. Well, yeah, but I've been hurt in the church. Join the club. Guess what else? I've been hurt on the job. I've been hurt in families. Hey, my kids hurt me i am I going to stop participating with it? <laughs> Ain't nobody hurt me like my wife. I'm just going, I, well, I, I got hurt in the church, so I don't. No. Tell your neighbor, get over it. Get over it. And then go like this. Block that punch coming at you right now. <laughs> block that punch. Block that punch. Are you guys getting something today? So we got to speak to ourselves, guys. We got to speak to ourselves. We got to make sure. And this is the last thing I want you to catch today. If you're a three-part being, and this is going to change your life if you get it, I promise, because this is causing problems all over the planet. If you're a three-part being, you've got to know how to take care of the three parts. Yes. In America right now, people are dealing with anxiety like by alarming numbers. People are on anxiety medication. People are, 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 are stressed out to incredible levels. I mean, it's everywhere. Suicide is rampant. People are giving up on their lives. And the doctors will tell you, well, let's just fix the chemical imbalances and they'll prescribe to you. And guess what they're doing? They're addressing a problem, listen now, in only one one part of your being. So we're going to give you some medication to deal with a problem that may not be in your flesh. It may be in your soul or your spirit. And so, when you don't understand how you're made, you're going to find yourself giving the wrong solution to the wrong thing. Are you guys tracking with me today? This is important. you got to get this. Because some of you are tired, but you think what you need is rest. So we just, we take a vacation. But, Sometimes a vacation can't give you what you really need. Because sometimes it's not that you're tired. Get ready. You're depleted. Which means this. Because if you're tired, you could rest and you'll be good. But when you're depleted, which means your cup is empty. Rest doesn't fill up the cup. And that's the problem with, with most of us. We're giving out of a life that is empty. Giving to our kids, giving to our wives, giving to our jobs, giving to our churches. There's nothing in the cup. What is the cup? Here you go. Here you go. The cup is the true you, your spirit, your spirit. So you think you need a nap. No, you know what you need? You need to fill up your cup. How do I fill up my cup, pastor? Read your word. Walk your bedroom floor, pray in tongues. Father, I worship you. I praise you. It's filling up the cup. But here's the thing. The Bible says when you do those things, the mind, will, and emotions get nothing from it. The flesh, remember, it only wants those four things. It's not getting nothing from it. So that begins to come into the equation. And you begin to say things like this. Well, I don't like to pray. I don't like this. This isn't doing anything for me. What voice is that coming from? The mind, will, and emotions, and the flesh. There's going to be times, people, you're going to need to do things even though you don't feel like doing them. Hello, moms. Do you ever feel like getting up at 3 a.m. and feeding that baby? No, right? Moms are afraid to admit it. They don't want to be labeled a bad mom. Somebody's watching you. I saw you say no. But if we're being honest, there's things we all got to do that we don't feel like it. But when you're celebrating that baby, graduation from kindergarten, you say, thank God I got up every night and took care of him. Thank God I changed his nasty diapers. Come on. Thank God I sacrificed what I sacrificed. Are you guys tracking with me? Building your cup, filling your cups, the same thing. There are times I don't feel like reading my Bible either. There are times I don't feel like praying either. There are times I don't want to do what I need to do to fill my cup. But when I fill the cup, I always feel better later. Are you tracking with me today? And so you got to know what it is you need. You got to know what it is you need. Some of you are trying to medicate a problem that's spiritual. Some of you think I need a new job. No, you don't need a new job. Fill up the cup. I need a new man. Nah, you don't need a new man. You married him. He's cool. He's good. You don't need a new one. You know what you need? You got to fill up your cup because you're always stressed. You're always angry. You know, those are signs and you're always not feeling right. Fill up the cup. Amen. Let's stand on our feet. You're made in his image. He made you. That's why when he tells us to do things, you got to understand he knows what he's doing, he's talking about. When he tells you, hey, you can't be sleeping with everybody, that's fine. You can't be sleeping with everybody that wants to sleep with you. That's coming from a father who loves you. He's not trying to kill your fun. He's not. He's trying to love you, trying to help you. And remember, he's trying to give you a life that's blessed. Now, I want you to just close your eyes, every person in here, because some of you, you need to hear this today because you're a three part being and, 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 and uh, your body, yeah, it may, may need rest. Your soul, maybe you're going through it emotionally, you're still wounded from your ex. You're still wounded from the abuse in your life. Yes, there's things you need to do. We need to deal with that soul. But for some of you, your spirit is just depleted. That's why it's hard for you to do simple things. Just to come to church. Just to put up with people. Just to forgive. You know how free you are by how fast you can forgive others. And for some of you, man, you make people pay days, weeks, months, years to get your forgiveness. And listen, you got to get free from that because you've been forgiven. So the only thing Jesus says is freely you receive, freely give. Hey, everybody, Pastor Sergio here. And we just want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Make sure you check us out next week as we continue this series.